I see God's love in my life and in the whole world through his faithfulness and through hope. Even in the worst of situations, it's like you can look at stony ground and growing up between there's this beautiful rose. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about finding freedom from what imprisons us. One of my heroes, Corrie ten Boom, who survived Auschwitz, said this, There is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Our guest today can testify to that truth. Alice Marie Johnson was a manager at FedEx, a wife and a mother. But after an emotionally and financially tumultuous period left her few options, she turned to crime as a way to pay off her mounting debts. Convicted in 1996 for her non-violent involvement in a Memphis drug trafficking organisation, she received a life sentence. It was an extraordinarily harsh sentence, and the one thing she never expected to find in prison was hope. And the one thing she never expected to happen in prison was to have her life transformed. Pardoned in 2018, Alice has made it her life's work to spread the hope she found in prison to help thousands regain their lives and their futures. Alice is one of America's top criminal justice reform advocates. Her leadership was critical to the passage of the First Step Act in 2018 that eliminated some of the gravest injustices in America's legal system. She's author of a memoir, After Life, My Journey from Incarceration to Freedom. Her story makes me think of another Corrie ten Boom quote. Only to those who have been in prison does freedom have such great meaning. Alice encourages us to see that we don't just experience God's goodness in the beautiful and exceptional times of our lives. He's there in the suffering too. Her story is a triumph of love and life and hope in the darkest times and a testimony to the way God works to rescue us, no matter our circumstances, and nothing, not even prison walls, can stop his plan. I can't wait for you to hear from her. I know you'll be as inspired as I was. So without further ado, please welcome my friend, and now yours, Alice Marie Johnson. My name is Alice Marie Johnson. I'm an author, a mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother, and I'm also a passionate criminal justice reform advocate. I lived a life growing up in Mississippi, and my parents were strong people of faith. Our family was rooted in the foundation of faith. We went to Sunday school. We did Bible studies. We loved the Lord. It was not until I turned 14 that I became disillusioned with religion. 
I remember standing up in the middle of revival at our church saying, there's more to God than this. And I walked out of the church. My mother came and brought me back in. And even though she brought me back in my physical body, in my heart, I had really walked away from the church. I wanted to be like my other friends. And I found myself having really stepped away from everything. And as a 15-year-old, I'm pregnant. So back then, you could not attend school if you were pregnant. And so I had to leave school for my sophomore year. My parents was not going to have it that I'm an unwed mother. And so I'm married now. They asked my ex-husband's parents what they thought about us getting married. And they asked him, they asked everyone but me. But I made that determination, that decision right then that I'm not going to miss out. I asked my friends to bring their books home to me and I will study, take their tests and continue to learn. I was absorbing everything because I wanted to prove that I knew all of the coursework for that grade and somehow convinced them to let me skip it. My mother also believed in me and we went to the school board. They said that if I could pass a test, which they didn't really think I could, that they would let me go to the my junior year in high school. So they went to a school and got teachers to put together a test from every subject. And I passed it with a 98%. And they were shocked and they allowed me to get to go to the next grade. After finishing high school, as I've done in many other times in my life, I had to continue to persevere under hard conditions. In fact, after high school, I was the first Black person to work in an office in my hometown. I had a very good professional career that ended with my being a manager with FedEx, first in computer operations and then in customer support and then training others. When my marriage broke up, even though my marriage was not a good one, it was shocking to me because I didn't know anything but being married. I never had the opportunity to date as my friends did. I focused all of my time on my family and my career. I'm a single mother of five, my ex-husband. He gave me zero support. I met someone who was a professional gambler. I started gambling with him and he actually borrowed some money that he couldn't pay back. And it was some money that I had for my expense and that led to me losing my job. I found another job in a factory, but it certainly was not enough to take care of my children. I had a daughter in college and another one that would be going to college soon. And an offer was made to me to be what is called a telephone mule. I knew that it was wrong, but it was as if I could detach myself. I didn't make drug deals. I didn't sell drugs. I didn't use drugs. I was told that all you have to do is when someone calls you, just give me the number. That embroiled me in a drug conspiracy. And in the midst of this, I was about to lose my home and then my youngest son was killed in a tragic scooter accident. 
So I, my emotions are all over the place. I didn't even have any insurance. I didn't even have money to bury my son. It was really a relief almost when, when the arrest came because finally I could get off of this merry-go-round that I was on. But I certainly did not believe that it would lead to the harsh sentence that I received. Before my trial commenced, I was offered a plea deal of three to five years. My attorney said, don't take that. You'll ruin your life. You'll be a felon. You don't have any drugs. You don't have any money. You are not some type of kingpin. They have your phone number. They don't have any recorded conversations of any drug deals. And there were no drugs at your house. And really, I only had $500 in the bank when they checked to see how much money I had. So it was very obvious that I was not living a lavish lifestyle of what you would consider as the life of a kingpin or a queenpin. So he suggested that I go to trial. I didn't know anything about a conspiracy that whatever everyone else does in the conspiracy, every individual is charged with it. So I'm thinking I'm only going to be charged with what I did, but I was not. I was caught up in this conspiracy. And because I went to trial, the people in the conspiracy started testifying against me as though I was their boss. They'd never seen me before. All they'd done was give me a phone number. So after a six-week trial, I was found guilty, not of possession, but of attempted possession. My family was in shock. No one thought that I was going to actually be convicted. When I went to my sentencing and found out that the suggestion was life plus 25 years, I couldn't believe it. I was literally told that the only way that I would ever be reunited with my family would be as a corpse. In the prison, in the jail, there was a Bible and it was called a free on the inside. And it was plain language. I was only used to the King James Version, which I could barely understand. But now here is a Bible that I can understand and read them. Like, where has this been all of my life? Having that Bible that I could understand opened my whole heart up to relationship like I'd never known could exist. I literally fell in love with the Word of God. As other prisoners started noticing me, reading, just loving the Word so much, they started asking me to lead prayer. And then I started leading Bible study. And it made me study even more just so that I could be accurate and communicate the love of God to them too. So honestly, had I not gone to prison, I may not have known how much the Lord truly loved me and was with me. I started speaking on different platforms from prison. The first place I spoke was at Hunter's College. Then I spoke at Yale University. I spoke at the University of Seattle. 
I started speaking at Google and YouTube events. And the, the main criteria was I could not use those platforms to try to down the prison because that's not what it was about. It was about clemency and really I would tell my story of what happened to me and the things I had done in prison, yet I was being passed over for clemency. So the last thing that I did was I did a video op-ed with a company that was really not well known. It was an internet news streaming outlet. That interview went viral. The second day, Kim Kardashian saw that video and she said as soon as she opened her phone to Twitter, she said, my face pops up and I'm telling my story. And she tweeted out, this is so unfair. She contacted her attorney, Sean Holly, who found me in prison and asked me if I wanted one of her clients who was rich and famous to help me get out of jail. And I laughingly said, let me think about it. Yes. I didn't know who Kim Kardashian was. They worked hard for seven months to get an audience with the president. And on my birthday, she got that audience. Then seven days later, I would be released from prison after serving 21 years in prison. I can now say it is good that I was afflicted because I came to know the precepts of God. I came to know his faithfulness and love for me. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And through the whole time in prison, he never allowed me to give up hope and really just knowing the word of God and hearing the stories of others who had taken that faith walk. It may not have been in prison, but God had rescued them from situations that were too big for them, but not too big for God. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible called A New Way to See from the Story of Paul. It's not about keeping rules, Paul told people. You don't have to be good at being good for God to love you. You just have to believe what Jesus has done and follow him. Because it's not about trying, it's about trusting. It's not about rules, it's about grace. God's free gift that cost him everything. Paul got a new job. He called himself a servant and traveled everywhere telling everyone about Jesus. He got shipwrecked three times. He even ended up in prison. God loves us, he wrote from prison. Nothing can ever, no not ever, separate us from the never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love of God he showed us in Jesus. And so it was, just as God promised Abraham, that dark night all those years before, the family of God's children grew and grew until one day they will come to number more than even all the stars in the sky. This passage truly resonates with me strongly 
Because like Paul, I use my imprisonment to reach out to others. I wrote letters to people who were free, encouraging them to hold on to their faith, hold on to hope, and to introduce them, those who didn't already know him, to introduce them to Jesus. And also my life became one, like the Apostle Paul, that in the end, Jesus received the glory, even for my chains. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at Sally Lloyd Jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.